Welcome to the Hit Parade Podcast. Come join the nation's award-winning number one repack brand and our hosts, Joe Kay, Patrick Mancuso, and Tom Hughes, as we discuss all the happenings in the world of sports entertainment, and we speculate on where things are going in the industry. Follow along for some hot takes and cool products that you're going to want to hear about. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Hit Parade Podcast. This is episode eight, boys. This is two months of it now. How are you, you feeling about it, Patrick? Tremendous. Yeah, Abs- tremendous? Absolutely tremendous. Why do you feel tremendous about it? It's been eight great weeks with you guys. Well, well seven. Right. Sorry. And returning from his West <laughs> this Coast. This will be the eighth one. <laughs> right, it is. Six, seven with you, six with Tom. Oh, my God. It's so good. Yeah. Well, this will be the eighth with me. That's right. Because this honestly doesn't happen without me doing all of this. And you guys do next to nothing. Well, Patrick, have, you print you, out Do you have all of the equipment. So. And Tom's here. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey guys. <laughs> Hi, Tom. Welcome back from the West Coast. You missed out on all of your bad baseball takes. We wish we could have had you here for them, but uh, it's fine. Yeah, that's all right. You know, I can I can I got lots of time to make up for it. Well, more importantly, Tom, um, since you were gone for a week, did you listen to your own show? Obviously. Yeah. Well, how did you like it? <laughs> oh, it was gr- it was great. <laughs> too much of a pause. There was too much of a pause right there. Jeez. I can confirm that Tom did not listen to it because I got to meet him a few days ago in Vegas, and we hung out there for a while. But uh, Tom, you were gone for what nearly two weeks, right? Yeah, eleven days, twelve days, all over like California and just the West Coast. So why don't you tell me about your trip, man? How'd it go? It was awesome. Very, very tiring, but it was awesome. Um, Love the Del Mar show. Um, San Diego, great time. Lots of people there uh, selling cards to us, which is always a plus. Uh, Did a little bit of content and then went to L.A. for a couple days. Where'd you go there? Uh, Went to see Jaspi. Someone by Breakers, uh, do a lot with them. Mm. Um, Got to see the shop. Got to hang out with the King of Cards for a week. I don't know. Everyone knows Kyle... Kind of hung out with me for the weekend in L.A. and, and Vegas. So we stopped there. His first time at the shop there. Took him to Burbank. Took him to Bullpen. Um, it was yeah. a lot of fun. I heard that everybody knew who Kyle was, which is pretty funny. So personally, <laughs> the fact that I got to go out, be on a video for Burbank. And he was like, oh, hey, Tom's here. You know, buying like he usually does, yada, yada, yada. And then he goes, and oh, what do you do for Hip Parade? I thought Kyle was going to start crying right then and there. <laughs> the um, Shout out Kyle Kravitz. The best part was afterwards, the comments. <laughs> half the comments were, wow, I can't believe Rob doesn't know who the King of Cards was. The other half was, oh, Kyle immediately went to his car and cried because he doesn't know who he is. So that was uh, that was definitely a highlight of the L.A. trip. Uh, bullpen was great. Mitch is, like I said, one of the best personalities, biggest personalities yeah, in the hobby. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And he's a lot of fun. Um, so that was good. Then took the ride up from L.A. to Vegas. Which I thought would be a nice ride. And a drop top. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, one. In the rain. One. <laughs> we couldn't put the top down because we were overstuffed with stuff. So there was no way we were putting the top down because the back seat was full of stuff. Mm-hmm. And to it rained the whole drive. So I think the, the craziest part of the drive was I'm driving, yada, 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 driving. And all of a sudden, my phone starts going off. Winter storm warning. <laughs> California. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm thinking, I'm in California I'm driving to Las Vegas. What the hell is a winter storm warning doing here? You'll find out. And then I'm like, Kyle's like, oh, no. What are we going to do? I'm like, well, I'm from Buffalo. I think if you're in a car with anybody for a winter storm warning, you want someone from Buffalo. So um, we didn't see any snow. We we didn't really have anything. It was was windy and rainy, but that was about it. Mm -hmm. It's not not normally driver error, user error when you're crashing, I guess, (laughs) out there. The roads are... Uh, produced differently they're slicker so like when it rains or there's any inclement weather like the cars don't stick as well 
You think uh, if not built it that way, but what do I know? Right. Especially Vegas. Vegas is built that way, where when it rains, it's like skating. Yeah. It's That's terrible. Cool. And then uh, that was Vegas. And Vegas is Vegas. Uh, that was a fun show for Yeah, sure. tell us about it, boys. Get to meet out in Vegas. Have a great weekend. It is. I'm sure you had fun too, right? In Virginia? Yeah. Oh, because Virginia and Vegas are very comparable, <laughs> Virginia is for lovers. You're fine. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not looking for love. Listen, Virginia <laughs> Beach, duh. On the other side of the, the state. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the mint is... Wait, 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 hold on. Let's try it. Let's, let's backtrack and see. Are you guys trying to compare <laughs> Vegas and Virginia? No, not at all. Or are you guys no. just trying to make me feel better that, that I was stuck in the middle of nowhere while you guys were out having a I was trying, great time? I was trying to sarcastically make you feel worse about it. Yeah, well, it worked. <laughs> it worked. I mean, you got all the you can't. You can't compare whoa, whoa, whoa. Vegas to Virginia. You were in San Diego. Well, not, that's that. not the argument. The oh, argument okay. is comparing Virginia we're not to comparing Vegas. comparing that. But you, you did. But how many people were there autograph signing? There seemed like there was the great but list. You can't, you're not like meeting anybody, though. They're in there with that like autograph. I mean, they don't want to talk to me. Randy Moss wants to talk to so you. Me. Talking about the podcast? See, I couldn't talk to well, any I'm of just them. saying we talk to people about the podcast. We're not allowed to talk to you. Didn't anymore. have to send a, say a word. You could just hand them hand a flyer. Yeah, hand them a flyer. We were talking to people about See, the podcast Patrick, in not Vegas. Supporting the podcast the right way either. Tom like, didn't even listen last week, so don't even <laughs> don't even come at me about this. When I handed out the the flyer, I, I did that and, in San Diego and too. and I talked to people about it. Me too. We talked to a in lot San of Diego. About it, actually. Yeah, actually, uh, positive reception from everybody. Tell us about Radio yeah. Rand. Radio Rand. Radio Land. Radio yeah. Land. I would say there was a bunch. I had at least five people come up to the booth and. Either inquire about it. People want to advertise on it. They enjoy mm-hmm. it. They ask. Some people never listen, and they ask what it was about, and they download it to start listening. People seem to care a little bit about what we have to say. I don't, but I mean, maybe we're growing a little bit more. Every episode gets a little bit better. I say it every week, so I can't really. Like yeah, I, said, I can't complain. You know, a lot of the talk might be a little premature from where we're at yeah, now, but really excited about the reception and where this could be going in the future. Uh, so stay tuned. Hopefully, you know, we're here episode eighty talking about. Wow, I can't believe where we came from and where we are now. So I'd be like, oh man, I miss Patrick. Same way I had to cut him. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey Randy, why don't you listen to the Hip Raid podcast? <laughs> right? You could have done that. Because because Randy definitely wants to hear about us. He could he might have. You don't know what he you don't know his likes and dislikes. <laughs> I bet I could I bet I could guess. <laughs> I bet I could guess. That's how I guess. So yeah, but Vegas Vegas fun. Met Collective feels like mini national, just with that they have so much extra stuff going on and important people around and it's like like tom would say it wasn't really a selling thing for us it was, we bought a bunch of cards because that's what we do all the time but it was like a big networking thing mm-hmm. it was a lot of getting to know people going to events schmoozing getting drunk with them i mean schmoozing booze 100 that's a great way of putting it. i've never heard of that before so schmoozing booze but uh, it, it was tons of fun like i met a whole bunch of new people a whole a lot of people like they were introducing themselves to me and they're, you know, bigger breakers that people know. And I would always introduce myself as somebody who's like, hi, I'm the guy that stands behind all the people, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, yeah, that's cool. So we were just drinking and dancing. I was hanging out with the king the whole time. So Tom went off to go do his. Uh, his chicks, his stick somewhere else, just like selling, doing his Tom thing. So Kyle and I hung out a whole bunch and we're just singing and dancing and partying with the card nerds. But it was a ton of fun. I. I was gonna say it, it sounds like an absolute. Bro, it was time. it was a definite it was a definite experience, man. The, For the, sure, it is. Vegas is always an experience. The, the toughest thing with that was, I think Joe. It was on uh, was Saturday night. Time? Well, no, it was Saturday night, and he was like, "I don't think I've stepped foot outside in yes. three days." Yes, we went to one of the parties after the show, which would last till what? The show would go to like ten, and then it would be a party after. Or something yeah. Like so that. the the big mm-hmm. thing is that you. So it's a show. 
And then afterwards, there's an after party. And then after the after party, there's another after party. And you need to go to these events because that's where you talk to people. The whole reason why. So exactly. you were literally going from the show to, from 9 to, you know, 6. And then there was an event from 6 to 9. And then there was an after party from 9 to Sounds 11. So and then there was awful. another party 11 to 1. It was, yeah, it was Sunday Sounds night. So I'd already been there terrible. for four days. And somebody in the room we were in for one of these after parties opened the door to the outside. And I looked at it. And I go... <laughs> What's I haven't been outside. I walked outside to get a breath of fresh air because I realized after three days of this stuff, we were we've been inside the MGM Grand the entire time. That will happen. Different rooms all over the place. That will but happen. I was like, a lot of those can you, a lot of those casinos are connected, so you don't actually have to. Go yeah, we didn't even leave them when we were in because it was yeah. all the stuff was there. I just walked outside. I walked back. I go to the top. I go. I just stepped outside for the first time in three days. I just realized that was crazy. Mm. So. Yeah. So it's it's great. It's like I said, a, a lot of fun, a lot of work. Like it's like Vegas, how you would think it to be, except for everything's related to the card industry. So you're thinking I'm waking up and I'm gambling all day and I'm doing this show and I'm gambling some more. It's like I'm waking up, I'm going to a card show and then I'm going to this party and then I'm doing this party and then I'm going to go back to this party and then maybe you gamble for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, the way you're describing it makes it sound like it's so terrible. Well, <laughs> just, I, mean, I had one cup and I had to go to a card show and then I went to a party and then I went to another party and we went to another party. No, so it was a gotta do. Fun fact, yeah. though, I just spent five days in Vegas and didn't gamble once. That's cool. Yeah, it's That's crazy. Good for you. I didn't think I'd ever be at that point in my life, but here we are. <laughs> I cannot say the same. It's not because I didn't want to. It's just I didn't have time slash couldn't because my truck oh, exploded. So I dropped down one. or dropped and just put a quick 10 in? No, nah, didn't do it. Yeah, I didn't want to. I couldn't do it, so... But Vegas was a trip. We had a ton of fun. And now we're here again. And it's mm-hmm. still about to snow and it's April and I'm getting sick of it. But I, I'll fine. tell you another, another cool thing. Another weird thing I always say is I'm on the West Coast and because the time difference, things start earlier. So literally it's 10 a.m. and opening day baseball is happening on Thursday and the Yankees are on. It's like, hey, let's go to the sports book. And I was mm-hmm. like, it's 10 a.m. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, let's. So when I lived out there, the, the, the NFL awesome. was the best. That's why when I lived out there, That's I used to I said, loved watching the NFL. At 10 a.m. Bills play, or t- yeah, 10 a.m. Bills play. 1 p.m. The next one goes off, and then like five o'clock, the next game goes off, and you're good. Yeah. So exactly, watch all the games. All of a sudden, it's eight o'clock, so you can still actually like do stuff. Exactly. That's why I loved it. Out yeah. There. So I I don't like that because especially you know playing sports growing up, there's so many times we we have a game at six o'clock or eight o'clock, and then you'd go to the bar. And you could watch West Coast games. Like, there's stuff on mm-hmm. at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. Literally, by, like, 10 o'clock there, there's no more sports to watch. So, it's like, True. what do we hang out and do now? You get drunk we... and you gamble. That's what Vegas is built on. Yeah, but just right. but even, like, when we're, in, general and when we're in San Diego no. or whatever. Like, yeah, there's so many other things to do, though, out there besides watching sports. But I mean, I, you're, done, you're done playing the sports, and you can go to a show. You can go to a concert. You can go to a professional fight. Like that's great, but that's not what I'm used to. I'm used to. Well, yeah, because we because you We're sorry to, sorry to get yeah, outside listen. of your box. Yeah, I'm old now. I'm I'm stuck in my way. You're like, talking about you're talking about uh, back in the day when you get out of. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, listen, it's old dog, new tricks. Doesn't Sports happen. are happening. All right, we're done with this. I, nobody else wants to listen. to This This is ten minutes of nonsense. Sports have happened. Uh, Patrick, why don't you give me the lead into the biggest sports story that happened in the last couple of days? Uh, over the last couple of days, has got to be Angel Reese. It is. Caitlin that's Clark. exactly the one. It's 100% I was what it is. That's the one Setting the world on fire right now. And I I really don't see any different. I, I really don't have any issue with it. Other um, The small issue is that she took so much time to celebrate her face. Okay. She just done it quick. No one would have said anything. I have no issue with it in general. I love the smack talk. I think it brings attention to a sport that doesn't get enough attention. And you, ju- you just said it right there. 9.9 million viewers or whatever the the viewership was. It was 
103% better than last year. This is I'll the put first it time I remember in my entire lifetime that a lot of people were talking about the women's tourney. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just because like women's tourney, especially growing up for the longest time, was just UConn's going to make the finals and some other team that's really good is going to lose them in the finals. It was always like Tennessee or South Carolina or something like that. Now, you know, as we just had, like we said on the men's side, what we've said for three straight weeks now, it's been like the maybe the craziest tournament ever. Well, now the women's side is getting that way mm-hmm. and people are paying attention. And yeah, it's cool. You know, Caitlin Clark was obviously one of the bigger stories because she just kept shooting from the logo and making it and being awesome. And that was really fun to watch. And Angel Reese was awesome too. Like, she's she, very good. She, like, I think she had a triple double every game, right? Something like that. Pretty something, close. Something crazy. She was just off the chain and really deserved the MVP. Mm-hmm. I don't care if they did John Cena's. That's awesome. Talking mm-hmm. Smack is fantastic. They were doing it last year. A lot yeah, of people don't know that Angel Reese went to Maryland. Right. And she, her and Caitlin Clark would go at it last year, and they would do the same exact thing, but nobody cared because it wasn't on a national right. stage. But, hey, whatever they're doing is actually it's, it's weirdly working. It's getting more eyes on the game. I don't think they're in on it. I think they just really just have beef, and that's fine. I get it. We're, anybody who's played a sport has been competitive, and if you mm-hmm. see somebody talking smack – and then you beat him in a championship, you're, and they still talk to Meg. You're still gonna you're gonna give it right back to him, Absolutely. and that's fine. Caitlin said that she didn't mind it. Yeah, exactly. she's been fine. She like to me, she's been the story of it of everything. Obviously, Angel Reese has been playing great, but no one's talking about her leading up to the finals because Caitlin Clark was basically still in every headline. Mm-hmm. Forty point triple double, first time it ever happened um, in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, and then followed it up with with uh, another triple double. Was like the first time. Uh, someone went back to back triple doubles in the in the tournament, men or women. Like it was just like crazy stats. Thirty points a game. And, yeah. And the bottom line, whether you're on one side of the argument or the other, it's bringing attention to women's basketball, and that's great because I will tell you that if you ask the average person on the street what they know about women's basketball, they would have told you Brittany Griner was in Russia. Like that's what people. That's the one thing they talked about for the last year about women's basketball and. Mm-hmm. It's a shame because there are some really, really good players on that side that don't get any attention. So anything like this that brings the spotlight to it. Um, Stephen A. Smith called Caitlin Clark the Steph Curry of women's basketball. Love it. Mm-hmm. Listen, that I want to watch that girl play. I know we've talked to people in the office who have never watched women's college basketball before and say, I watched the finals because I want to watch Caitlin yeah. Clark. And then she loses, which is which is even better. It's like yes. it's like Larry Bird losing to Magic Johnson. Back in 1980, right? 79, 1979, 1980, or whatever it was. But it's it's that same type of thing. So I, it's great. My only my only issue was is that it didn't start earlier, and because they just they just <laughs> talk crap, and now it's over with. I got to deal with it until next season. I don't think it's over. <laughs> well, I'm gonna hear about. Well, it I'm seeing they're not gonna play another game, so it's like the season's over. We gotta so get them, a, we gotta just, get them one on one battle somewhere. Uh, 100%. Let's make that happen. But I mean, 100. It's like I said, anything is good. Plus. I do believe more eyes are on this tournament because more people gambled on it because it's a lot easier to do. So everything's trending in the right way for at least the women's tourney for people to care more about it, which is mm-hmm. kind of what everybody, that's what they've been wanting for a long time. You know, it is what it is. Now you can get into all the craziness of like pitting them against each other and what it really means and all this other jazz. Nobody, we're not going to really get too much into that. But the one thing I will say afterwards, uh, what is it? the first lady decided that she was going to try to invite both teams to the white house, mm. which when people were already kind of fired up about this stuff, about, about like the angel Reese, Caitlin Clark stuff, that is the worst thing in the world to invite oh both gosh. teams. 
Um, she, they, they retracted it. The White House retracted it. I know, they came said, out today. Like, oh, but the White House doesn't make mistakes like that. Yeah, they do. I don't you, think they people do. People say dumb things all the time. You mean to tell maybe me? She, maybe, she ta- maybe she spoke out of turn and was like, oh, I'm going to invite both the teams. So the, the argument they gave was that they were inviting both teams because it was such a, a big tournament for women with most people, like we just said, with more people watching it, blah, 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 bring them both because mm-hmm. we've got a lot of eyes on it. Let's celebrate women doing great things, whatever, whatever. But nah, like you play to be the champ okay. and to go to the White House and have your moment in the sun. And that's just what it is. So first off, your question that you wrote up was, mm-hmm. you win you win your tournament. Yeah. You get invited to the White House. Is it still cool to go? Is it still cool to go? Probably not. I don't think, I don't, I don't see the White House making, I, I don't know. I don't see a big tie into it why I need to go to the White House to, after I win a championship. I'd mm-hmm. rather have like kind of like a, like they, I don't know. I want to go to Disney City. World. Yeah, like I'd rather go to Disney World, or I'd rather have a huge party in the city that I went to school at, or I, I, you know, represent the city for something like that. I don't, I don't have any skin in the game, I guess, of right. wanting to go to the White House after I win a championship. How do you feel about it? I mean, Forrest Gump got to meet the president, like three different presidents. So you know, <laughs> I kind of want to have that moment. You want to have that moment? That moment you would like, have that moment to just what, be the president. Say, I got a pee. Yeah, like that's. <laughs> No, I, I, all kidding aside, like I think it's still an honor. It's still something that I can be tell my kids and grandkids about that I got invited to the White House and went there. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, personally, what it means for me probably nothing other than I like to tell stories and want right. to kind of have that in my in my tool belt of stories. Yeah, to yeah tell. Like the, the one up situation. Oh yeah, you know I've been at the White House. I would never do that. <laughs> oh, <what? laughs> get out of here! You'd leave with that. Hey, you ever been at the White House? <laughs> the point is that to the victor goes the spoils, which means when you win, you get to do all the cool stuff. There is no participation trophy for finishing second. They should not be inviting the losers to the White House, especially since with what the current narratives are going on about, however you want to put it with race and all that other jazz, that just makes it worse in the long run, which mm-hmm. it obviously fanned those flames, and that's why they had to retract anything that happened. And that's cool. But, like, the bottom line is you lose, you don't get to go. And if I'm Iowa and they do get that invitation, I'm turning it down because we didn't win. You don't get applauded for not finishing the job. And if they go, that would actually be really, really sad. They shouldn't do that at all. But yeah, no, we'll see. I don't think I don't know if they're even going to get the invite after the, the backlash. But and again, by the time Thursday happens and people are listening to this, it might already be settled. Who knows? But right now, it's still a little bit up in the air. But if I'm them, I'm just like, nah, I'm good here. We lost. It's cool. Give yeah. it to them. We don't need to go. For sure. Appreciate For, appreciate the invite, but right, that's respectfully not decline. But. Less less important for some reason. No, I'm just kidding. It's because the tournament at the end was boring. The men's tournament ended with UConn winning again by a pretty decent margin. At the end of the day, they're the only team that has won in the past. They won again. They pretty much dominated every game they played in. It wasn't even close. Um, UConn was awesome. We kind of touched on it before in our little preview where I had them go to the Final Four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least I got that far. Yeah, we both talked about, you know, kind of a team that we thought could win that wasn't the top couple. We both mentioned UConn. We both, because Tom's got to be added on to my I, I did. I, I said, because I picked Kansas, and I said the game that scared me because no. UConn, because I thought UConn could win it all. Again, it's not even that much of a surprise, though. Like we said, they were fourth in Kempom. They were much, much better than a four seed. I don't know why it went out that way. Yeah. Um, even they're the games injured. they lost were just, yeah, they're injured. Their losses were against really good teams. Did they lose like Alabama or something? I can't remember specifically. Mm. Maybe I'm confusing them. But the point is, UConn was awesome, and they were good every single game in this tournament. And, uh, I mean, they earned it for sure. Like, it was pretty easy. Uh, how did you feel about the result? I thought it was going to – I thought UConn was going to win towards the end. I mean, once once everybody else – once it was UConn and 
San Diego State, I had no issue putting all my money on UConn, and I mean they came out the victor. So yeah, I, I wanted. So my goal once I got the lead eight. I said, whoever won the UConn-Gonzaga game, I thought was going to win. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to go to Vegas. I'm going to put a couple, hundred out, a couple hundred down for them to win it all. That was my plan. And then the odds came out, and it was minus 125 for them to win it all. And I'm like, there's, there's not even a value bet for them to win two games to win it all. And obviously, Vegas had it right, and I should have bet the, the minus money mm-hmm. uh, because they were by far the best team in the tournament. And you know, I guess everybody knew it by the end. Yeah, all my bets that I made pre-tournament, uh, they're the only ones that won me any money. I picked them to win their uh, their region, but everybody else let me down horribly. How the how did the underdog bets go? Um, I was, oh, I was supposed to total that up before we got in here, but we ran out of time. Uh, I'm oh, up for I'm up for sure by a while. Uh, yeah. I'll have the I'll have the exact yeah. numbers next week, but it it worked out pretty well. Nice. I mean, I'm definitely definitely won a I bunch mean, of money. You know, just uh, elite eight alone, they went. Five five out of the eight games, the underdog won. Mm-hmm. So right there, just was a good week. And it's terrible too because I was keeping track of it all on my app. Mm-hmm. And when we got to, um, actually, it wasn't terrible because it worked out for me. When we got to Vegas on the trip, I can't believe that you can't bet on your sportsbook apps in Vegas. Considering mm-hmm. you need to go to the actual sportsbook, yeah, yeah, all that happened, and I didn't really really recognize that. So when I went to do it last minute because we're working the show uh, for the final four games, couldn't do it. Yep. So, I mean, both of them lost anyway, so I'm like, I made out on it. But at mm-hmm. the same time, and I did end up making, so I didn't even make that bet for San Diego State to win either. But that's fine, because I would have lost that too. So, technically, I didn't lose those games, but I would have. So, I'm going to subtract the $15 I would have lost anyway from my final total. Vegas, get with it. Let us bet. Uh, Vegas, get with it. Listen, Vegas it. is going to get with it next year. I'm They're telling you. Okay. I'm telling you, oh, you, you watch the those numbers. I think they're they're going to catch on to betting the underdogs money line. I think too many people are are learning about that. I think they did it already this year from last year because all of these games were there were no massive ones besides like 16 seeds, and even that yeah. wasn't too crazy. So, but we can get in that some other time. But uh, shout out to UConn, shout out to LSU, two awesome tournaments. I mean, we were really blessed in mm-hmm. a time where it's like sports was kind of like in that lull before everything gets going again. And these, it was exciting every time, no mm-hmm. matter where you looked, both side, both tournaments were just awesome. So I guess we all win, right? That's Very lucky. Neat. That's pretty fantastic. So speaking of other awesome things that happen, the masters begins Thursday. We're gonna do a little golf talk. Sorry. Anybody who doesn't want to listen to this, <laughs> but uh, the masters is huge, obviously, because it's the biggest tournament of the year. And uh, well, you know what? Tom, what, give me your master's thoughts. Tell me, what do you think about it? Who do you think is going to win? I'm sure you researched this extensively over the last couple of days. Scotty Scheffler. <laughs> Sorry, you just picking Scotty Scheffler. I, I, I'm telling you, I don't watch a lot of golf. I think this guy looks like Jay Leno's son. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, love, I love that that's the reason he's going with him. But every time I've watched golf, he has been nails. Like, he has just been so good. And I, so I know he's the favorite. I know it's the, the chalk pick, but. I just can't see picking anybody else to beat him right now. Hmm. Patrick, I know you. I know you got Pat stats. Yeah, I do. Too. I do. So, brother, why don't you? So, I have. To to us? Well, I have um, um, a friend of mine. I won't name names, but he works for a uh, gambling site, and he had sent us some stats in the Discord this morning about. Uh oh. Uh oh. Previous behind the scenes looks. Previous. Uh, champions, and they range. There's 19 stats. They range from 
you know, the 43 out of the last 43 winners had played in at least one previous Masters tournaments all the way down to 10 of the last 10 winners had gained at least 0.25 strokes around the green in the last 16 rounds prior to their Masters win. So they get really deep. And I went and I went to chat GPT and I said, narrow the, the, the field down based off of all this criteria, the 19 stats, and give me golfers that fit this criteria. Oh, boy. We have Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, Bryson DeChambeau, Xander Shoffley, Patrick Cantlay, and John Ram all fall under the category. And what you're kind of looking for is a golfer over 27 who has, I think, four previous career wins and... Hold on. Four previous career wins. Won a tournament on U.S. soil within the last two years leading up to the Masters win. Hmm. Um, And has, yeah, and is ranked in the top 30th in the world. So all those guys fall under that category. So if I'm going to pick one, I'm probably going to go with John Rahm. I like that pick. That's a big, that's a popular pick. Did you guys do the Tyler Poole in the office? The no, I, I didn't. I, I have it, but I haven't picked it yet. I'm not going to tell you who I picked that. Yeah, so you'll just cheat I'm on going me. with John Rahm. Um, I think he's been playing really great um, in the last couple of tournaments, and I think he's going to make a big splash. I also like uh, Speed Sods at plus 1,800. He has had some really great history in the Masters, along with uh, having, I think, in his last – 10 matches or 10 tournaments he's finished in the top or in the last five matches he's finished in the top 10 three times so he's had a pretty good run up to the masters and i like mr zelatoris at plus 2500 to make some make some really good money he's had some good history in the masters as well but i'm going with john rom i like him and i think you said one of his names earlier xander shoffley yeah i think he's going to do really well as well that's just one of the guys that i like too he's been hitting the ball Pretty well for the little bit of golf that I do pay attention to, which again, thank you, gambling. So that's pretty cool. So here's one thing. Here's one question I'm going to drop on you guys that we don't have up there. You get to go play golf with you get your dream foursome. So you're one of them. So who are three people any in any sport? I guess it could be celebrity, too, that you'd want to play golf. Oh, with. man. I mean, right. Do, do, does a golfer have to be in there? Um, I think it'd be one I'm going to say you have one golfer. John Daly. I was going to say uh, John okay. Daly as well. John Daly, 100 percent. So happy, happy Gilmore. <laughs> I'm gonna go Dustin yeah. Johnson then. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go uh, non. Okay, no, that's fine. Well, I mean, I'll go. I'll go Phil Mickelson if you want John Daly. <laughs> okay. I mean, he's a lefty. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'd 100 go with Tiger Woods too. That's yeah. almost like the chalk pick, but that would be yeah, the coolest pick. Of course, so that's the best pick. No, Michael Jordan is in there. Well, do you throw yeah. him in there? You, you throw have- Tiger Woods and Michael Jordan in there, and then it turns into how much money can you lose by the end of the round? <laughs> I would just become their caddy at that point. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, but so give me so settle it. So yeah, I'll go. Right? I'll go. Dream would be John Daly, Shaq, Danny DeVito. That's awesome. <laughs> that'd be the coolest time that'd ever. That'd be the best time ever. You would have a ball. I uh, oh, my God. I would just – there's so much to talk about. So, Who do you got? I said John Daly is my golfer. I'm going to say Bill Murray and nah. Jack Nicholson. I hate that you took Bill Murray now. I, 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 I love Bill Murray. Great, great, great decision right there. That is pretty great. Um, Let's see here. So – I would say Tiger just to have a different golfer. Plus, I think it would just be interesting to pick his Murray. Plus, I think he's way more hilarious than everybody holds on to. I agree. Like we kind of touched on in a, in a past episode with all yeah. those other gags. Um, somebody else cool. Yeah, oh, man, you take a Bill Murray really ruined my, ruined my flow there. I think I'd probably pick like mm, I think I'd want to go with Josh Allen right now for obvious Bill's reasons. Plus, he seems to want to golf all the time, which is always cool. Mm-hmm. I think he'd be a riot. And then I'll pick some off the wall one, but it would still be sports related. 
Um, I'll probably say I'll go with like Shawn Michaels. Just That'd be, be awesome. All right, it'd be awesome. This is a great kid. Man, so yeah. hang out with like hang out with those guys, just cracking jokes, having a good time. Um, and yeah, that's it. I think, I think it'd be great. It would be great. So let's see what else we got going on here. Um, so it's not on the list here. I want I want to bring up a little bit of NBA talk. Let's do it. Let's um, go Knicks. Last week was oh, well, I'm surprised. Yeah. I was that yeah. was gonna be my last final thought. It was gonna be nah. me just so, going crazy. So I, I, I don't want to talk <laughs> about. I don't want to talk about the East. The East, though, there's a lot of stuff going on. The West, so, the craziness from six to basically six to eleven, uh, with three games left for most teams, mm-hmm. and the amount people can move up, and move down, and the the shuffle there is gonna be really fun. There's to only watch three last games week. left for these guys. Holy crap! So you're gonna talk about teams that have a bad week and can fall from. Six to out to tenth or out of the playoffs. It's just, it's a cluster right now, um, and it's going to be a lot of fun this last week watching them all. Kind of, you know, you're trying to get out of the playing game or be in the top of the playing game. You know, right now the Mavs aren't even in the playoffs. It'd be crazy if Luca and, and Kyrie don't make it. So I think the last week of the the season here is going to be kind of nuts. Yeah, Luca and Kyrie really struggling right now. Were they six percent to make the playoffs right now? Yeah. yeah. And I knew that was they... gonna go bad, dude. I knew <laughs> it was, it was fine gonna. We had talked about up. to see if it was gonna go bad or not, and I knew it was gonna go bad. Literally last week or two weeks ago, Luca talked about how he's just not even smiling on the court anymore. Like that's, I don't know what's going on over there, but it's not good. How long is Kyrie signed for? Unless you know, I was like after this year. Yeah, so they they can get rid of him. They're going to have to. At this point, I mean, even if they make the playoffs, I mean, gotta get rid of them. Not if they make the playoffs and then win the entire championship. That's the only. That's the only other stick. If they win the championship, then you keep them. But that's the crazy thing is like right now the Lakers are in a play-in spot. You know, I would put money on the Lakers to make to the championship. And and that's the crazy thing. You know, they're going to be playing if they're in the play-in. You're playing either what it's. Denver one and is is the Suns two now? No, the Suns are four. The Suns are four. It's Denver, Memphis, Sacramento, Memphis. Sacramento. I love awesome. Sacramento. So and I'll tell you the, the team I like. And I know I know it's a big if. If Zion comes back healthy, that well, team is a scary team. And they're what they're like ninth right now. That's a John Grimaldi bet. John Grimaldi <laughs> bet. Yes, he he picked them before the season. Um, for the Pelicans, for the, the Pelicans to win it all. Yep. Uh, but I would see if Zion coming back is everything but cj mccollum is a stud brandon ingram is a stud and they have a ton of good role players um they play they're like top five in defensive almost every defensive category um they could be a really scary team it could be really funny if it's zion versus john like in the first round of the playoffs basically that 2020 draft class there i just don't see anybody i don't see them beating the, the nuggets the Pelicans, like I just don't see it happening. Even even with Zion coming back, I just feel like the Nuggets are su- such a team, like a a, a real yeah. all around team. You say that, but the numbers for the stud Jokic defensively, like the numbers of when he's on the floor defensively, is terrible. They're like the worst team in the league in defending the paint. I think the only person who has a lower, or excuse me, who has an opponent field goal percentage higher. The, against them, then Jokic is his backup. So if he's contesting a layup at the rim, only person worse than him yeah. is his backup because he's just he's just not a defensive. He's a, yeah, player. he's not a defensive player. Which come down to the playoffs, it you know that there's a reason why they haven't made a real run. That's true. It's crazy. It is funny to sit there and look and just see how many teams are still like available to like make a playoff spot with only three games remaining. Although I will say the only team left alive in the East that isn't in a spot yet. 
my Orlando Magic. Yeah, baby. <laughs> but it doesn't look like they're going to really get it. I don't really care. It's still funny. Just yeah, so you, you, you're, you're rooting for the Brownie draft. They don't have, yeah. the, they don't have the E You're playing the long game. But, I mean, do you guys think that the um, the, the play-in part, the 7 through 10 seeds, do you think this is better for the game at this point now that we've done it a little bit? Because I'm looking at it, and the races for the 8 seed would be pretty kind of awesome right now. Mm-hmm. But because it's the, there's two extra teams in, it's kind of like less so. I know yeah. you said the race for the West is kind of – neat because there's so many teams involved but all those teams are for the most part are going to make it you know but at least if there was eight if there was an eight seed less of them would make it so it, puts, it makes every game a little bit more important i'm not entirely sure how i feel about that right now i don't know it's a mixed feelings with players i know lebron hated it or no he either, he either liked it and then hated it or hated it then liked it because he was he fell on the wrong side of the ball i think right. he, was, he liked, liked it, it and, and, then hated and then hated it, it once yeah, he was he in got, it yeah so i don't from a, from a player's perspective, it might be like what side of the ball you fall on, obviously. But from a fan's perspective, I mean, it, you get more basketball. Sure. Well, from the player side, by it, then there's more playoff ticket money to go around. Too, sure, that's true. Make more and, money. And I went on the other side of it. I didn't like it when they first announced it. And I thought it's just like you kind of said, it kind of waters on the playoffs. Because um, now 10 teams make it. So, oh, okay, you only have to be really not terrible to make the playoffs. But it does those those games are super exciting for yeah, one day? It's, like, it's, it's almost like college basketball because they're fighting for well, th- something you, other than a paycheck. Do you hear the the talk that they want to up it to like ninety six teams or add a whole another round to the tournament? What the and the NCAA tournament? The NCAA tournament. That'd be stupid. That's just a money grab. I feel like this is just so perfect right now. Like you were literally it was optimizing perfect. every. It's it was just, perfect before they went to sixty eight even. You know? Yeah, yeah, but there, yeah, there's there's teams that are pushing for. 96 is crazy. There's always goes through, it literally turns into March. Yeah. Madness. It's a whole March. That's not why they're doing it. Well, no, no, no. If if it it doubles, it will turn, it will turn into all of March. I get it. But the, the teams that are pushing for it are the ones that already make a bunch of money. It's not like we're going to see a whole bunch of like Missouri Valley States showing up. It's going to be, it's going to be the same. 20 cool underdogs, and then it's going to be every team you've ever heard of before. Right. And, and I, I feel like the, the regular season will hold no value. And no value. Because no, you could be the, oh, look, the 12th team from the ACC who has a six yeah. wins in conference. Because they beat Lehigh it'll twice. Yeah. It'll literally just become basketball. Yeah. Where they just should just play two regular season games or whatever it is, and then just have 18 months of playoffs <laughs> the way they used to have it. <laughs> great, great reference there. But that's But that's how it feels at some point. 64, 68, whatever you want to call it, is kind of the perfect number. Perfect. And there's no real reason to stray from that. If mm-hmm. you want to add four more or something to just have a couple more playing games, like every 16 seed could be a playing game, I guess. I understand. Something like that. Sure. But there's no reason to add more rounds. That would take forever in terms of gambling and all the other stuff that's affected by it, too. Like, just filling out brackets would be annoying. Right, yeah, it really would. Be like all those extra games, sixty-four extra games to pick or something. Crazy. The bracket would have to be yes, like, massive. Maybe <laughs> okay. a board. Well, here's the deal: as soon as someone picks a perfect bracket, you can add teams to it. There you go. Fine. I think that's very agreed. Fun. I like that. I, <laughs> I like that. I don't extreme. think it'll ever happen. No, it will definitely not happen. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about with the NBA? Anything else you guys got going on? No, I know. I know I'm you're chomping at a bit for the next one here. I'm not really too into it, but it's just interesting because I'll. I think I'll kick it off with, um. I guess we'll just start with it. Like, WrestleMania happened. And, I mean, we're talking about champions being crowned and all this other jazz. Um, it, it was a big deal. I mean, we don't have to get too into it because I know you, neither of you probably paid any attention to it. Did you? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, let's go. I mean, not a ton of it, but I paid attention to it. First day was amazing. Yeah, WrestleMania, it's it's crazy. It's a two-day event now. I almost got Tom to drive us three hours from Vegas to go to night two, which I think I would have been disappointed. In yeah, you definitely would have been disappointed uh, in that. Yeah, I saw that. That was 
it was crazy. But uh, the bigger news besides WrestleMania happening and, you know, Roman Reigns' 945-day streak not ending is that Dumb. WWE got sold the next day by very evil skeezy looking Vince McMahon the mustache just, was incredible bro that mustache he, was he looks like he took sharpie and and just he probably it. did no he probably did it as a rib I, that's what I think too like he, I was like he can't be doing this on purpose absolutely no, doing it on purpose that, that is 100 yeah that is 100% I mean he can't be serious is what I meant to say he's definitely doing it on purpose yeah yeah it's, it's one of those things like hey I'm pretend like this isn't me I'm gonna put a disguise on he's and a, then and then drew on a fake mustache he's a billionaire no one will know who I am yeah now. he's just playing games with himself it's so funny because ah. I mean he's he's <laughs> Vince is widely known as being a guy who would just like do dumb shit like that all the time. Yeah, like one of his favorite things to do would be invite people over to see if they're gonna like if he, if WF was gonna sign him and he'd come over they'd come over to his house and they'd be standing they'd be hanging out by the pool or whatever and then people just get up and throw Vince would get up and just throw people in the pool. Yeah, dude, he, was, <laughs> he, was, he would love to see you fight to see if you'd actually stand up for yourself yeah, all the time. Amazing. He's such a interesting person. I heard that if you don't sneeze in front of him because you can't control your own body. Yeah, you, you you're weak. You're yeah. weak. You can't, he said, oh, so if you, you oh, if you were, yeah, so I, I would be out. You know, I just sneezed. I did that to lead up for this moment. That was, <laughs> yeah. Well, I right sneezed shot, by sneezed, top. Yeah, my I guy doesn't sneeze. <laughs> Mr. Vinny doesn't sneeze. If you can't control your body, yeah. get away from me. That's incredible. Yeah. You're, that's, Top-notch human right there. See, I sneezed on purpose, which is, which is even harder to do. Yeah. Uh, just real, to prove the point. Real tough. <laughs> it's harder to do. The first night was really good for Mania, um, since we're touching on the, the yeah. subject. I thought the first night was really great, uh, mostly because the, someone else wrote it. Like, yeah. kind of wrote in how it was going to play out. And then once the company got sold, the next day, I felt like Vince already had what he was going to do in place. And then it just... Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. I feel like it kind of went that way. And that's why I feel like the second night was lesser of the two. People you, people did kind of say, like, I mean, you had on so, the dirt sheets that it felt like Vince's paw prints were all over it. After all that. over. And then, and then Monday Night Raw last night was exactly the same. It was just basically Vince paw prints all over it, like you said. And it's just kind of back to normal. Yeah. And... Well, that's what you like. You just touched on it. So WWE got sold to Endeavor, which owns UFC. Is that how it works? Correct. Do you know that? Yeah. So now the same company owns real fighting and sports entertainment fighting. Mm. And I think that's very intriguing. Uh, people are concerned that it's going to go back to going back to pay-per-views and all this other stuff. Because before you just buy everything on Peacock and you get WrestleMania, you get everything as long as you have your Peacock subscription. Right. So they're worried about things going more towards a UFC thing. Absolutely. But it also opens up interesting other things, though. Like gambling. Well, gambling is one thing, but the other thing is you can have like combined cards now. So you yeah. could, you could have a crazy like Brock Lesnar champion match, card, yeah, a steel cage match, and then an octagon cage match. Like you can have all this stuff, and well, you can I'm just sorry, make yeah. more of the industry. No, you could have like WWE and a UFC. You could have two different rings. Yeah, you could, but I'm pretty sure it wouldn't be that hard to do, especially if you do it in like a massive stadium. Who cares? Yeah. So it's an interesting idea. I don't know exactly how they pull it off. I'm sure that a lot would go into it. Yeah, I'm sure you could put the so the way that the way I'm seeing it is the octagon is set up first because then you could just drop the balls and have the ring come down, and then yeah. it could just be one on top of the other one that you could have the same night or the two events in one evening. No, I mean they've done like wrestling events where they've had just it was like they have two rings right next to each other. There's no reason you can't do both. That's true. You know, that's true. That would be cool. If anything, because WWE would 100. percent some matches going in that octagon at some point. Trust me. That's just the way it's going to work. But obviously, UFC, they're not really leaving that. The old eight-sided. What do you think about gambling, though? I love gambling. What do you mean? Gambling on predetermined 
fights doesn't because seem great. They're not gonna. To they're not gonna be able to pull that off. Yeah, I can't imagine. They're yeah. just. Not I mean, you would have to. You would have to set a line and then just have it not change ever. Like no, Vegas would have to. Set no, there's line no way Vegas would do that. Because they set lines so early in advance that well, shit saying. changes. But I'm saying well, shit's gonna change constantly with people getting blown out their knees and getting hurt, et cetera, et cetera. What you do is if all right. So WrestleMania was on Saturday, Sunday. I think you just close the lines earlier. Like you, you can't bet on Saturday for that. It once it's closed at like Tuesday, you're done, because WWE is notorious for changing their outcomes and all that other stuff. So stuff will change. So even if it leaks out on Friday, you're already locked in. That'll suck for you. And there's no guarantee you'll be right because they change shit on the fly all the time. You don't know if something like like at WrestleMania, Shane McMahon magic, magically yeah, came back right, and he was right, fighting right. the Miz and they were having a fun match and he did one out. leap. He did a leapfrog over him and tore his quad completely when he landed, and it was going to ruin everything and. Shout out to MVP Snoop Dogg, because so, so Snoop was there. He was just like a ring announcer guy, whatever. And he saw that it got hurt because he's the one who brought out Shane O'Mac because he was just like ring announcing. Saw that Shane got hurt, so Snoop just like nobody told him to. He just got in the ring and Miz turned around. And he punched him in the face, and then Snoop did a people's elbow. It was, <laughs> and Miz just went with it. And it he, a great way. He to... called that on the fly. Fucking Snoop yeah. just become an MVP at WrestleMania doing stuff like that. But that's how the point about gambling is, though. Wrestling's predetermined. You know who's going to win, but but if that's the case, but if somebody like, blows out their knee, they don't do like they change the finish all the time. Like so, right. technically, it's not guaranteed, but it's mostly guaranteed. I guess mostly yeah, I, guess, I, I, can see I can't see any way that gambling's allowed on it. It's going to happen. <sighs> it's I, going. There, to happen. I don't think. I don't think Vegas will ever let that happen because of does Vegas does but does Vegas need to allow it to happen? Does Vegas run all of the gambling? I mean, no. You can probably go to your local bookie who can. Let well, you say like DraftKings or FanDuel, or are they ran by Vegas. I I don't see there's any way because that they would allow that to happen. Do they make a separate gamble on WWE app? Like they can make their own app, and theoretically, they're. <laughs> I mean, they just they just got twenty one billion dollars. So, right. So, I mean, you like, could okay, do. but they could do it themselves somehow. But, right. But think it on the flip side. What? If you're working for one of these companies and you see where the money's mm. going. Then all of a sudden you can change it on the fly because it's yeah, all pre-maturing it. They would hundred. So, I, so that's that's where the issue. You just got to find. You just got to find a writer and pay him enough money. And then, well, that, that's why it won't work. Right? It, yeah. Realistically, you're right. They're not going to be able to do it. You know, it's just too, not enough checks and balances on it, et cetera, et cetera. It just there. It will always be kind of skeezy. And maybe they'll come up with some <laughs> alternative. Maybe they won't. Who knows? But until it becomes a thing where. They, there is no way they don't predetermine it. So never mind. There is no become a thing where it becomes more UFC. Like it just doesn't happen that way. That's not how wrestling works. <laughs> so it becomes real fighting. Let's go. Yeah, right. Get the exactly. pin on the tap them out. Those are called shoots. <laughs> yeah. yeah, then that doesn't always go too well. So there's that. Um, and this is our last little thing that we got going on here. Our last little nugget to speak about. UFC 287 is coming. Um, I don't know which one of you guys knows more about it, so you can. Tom does. I know Tom knows a lot about the UFC. Yeah, it's so, uh, Pereira and Adesanya part two. So obviously, uh, you know, we had a, a rematch a couple weeks ago with Usman, and everyone's like, "Oh, well, you know, Usman's the champ. He lost, but it was it was fluky. He's he's going to win it back." And you kind of have the same thing here, where everyone's still really on the former champ in Adesanya. Um, he was so good and so dominant. That a lot of people are expecting to win the belt back. Um, and real quick, because for people who don't pay attention like me, did he lose the belt to this guy? He did. Mm-hmm. So was it kind of like, oh, that should have never happened. This guy got lucky or what? No, it was actually a pretty good fight. Yeah. Um, I thought Pereira won. Yeah. It right. just, it's just one of those things where, you know, people are like, well, he didn't really take him that seriously because 
not that he wasn't Pierre wasn't good coming in. He just wasn't really seen on seen as really a legitimate guy to take the, the title from him. Not only that, I mean, if you're Izzy too, Israel Azania, he's been champion for a while. Yeah. So like you're gonna run into someone who might just get you one night. Fair. Yeah, and it's kind of like you know we saw it with Nunez and Pena, and you know Pena caught Nunez happens, and came back. And so I, I'm kind of on the on the train where I think Adesanya gets the belt back. Yeah. Um, I think the Burns Mazadal fight is quite interesting. I love it. Um, Jorge's been on a little bit of a a downward turn since he won the the badass, um, the badass belt, the, band, yeah, ba- the, the BMF. BMF. Since he got into the card business, yeah, <laughs> the bad mother trucker <laughs> trucker. Uh, you can belt. say it. We get one. Yeah, we, we, we get one. We get I, one. I, I might have used it earlier. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. but well, uh, we got that a button. Yeah, but uh. Burns is really good, and I I like Burns a lot here. I haven't seen Mazadal really uh, fight up to that level since then, but the winner of this could get right into a, a title shot opportunity. So it's a really big fight for both of them. Holland's fighting too. It's gonna be. I think it's gonna be uh, a very interesting evening. I can't wait to see his real. I do have a question because you, you mentioned it, and you said, "Oh, well, we think that maybe he." Took, you know, didn't take them too seriously and all this other stuff. It's starting to feel like that's everybody's excuse when they lose the championship. Now, this is just from an outsider perspective, but we touched on it before. The, like, seven fights I've watched has always been some massive upset that, oh, this person will never lose, and then they lost. And then a lot of times they don't regain their title either. So I'm starting to think that if you're about to get in a fight with somebody where their literal purpose is to just beat the crap out of you, why wouldn't you take them seriously? Like, I think that's just what people are saying when they lose to make an excuse for it. I, I kind of agree with you on that. I think like, I think that's a well, little bit of a crutch. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set up to go fight this guy whose life goal is to win this championship that I've been walking around with. Yeah, I won't take them too seriously. That always sounds like absolute bullshit. That sounds so, like the excuse you make when you lose. So I definitely agree with that. But I also think there is something. When you become that famous and that good that you start getting pulled in a lot of directions. You start doing commercials. You start... Oh, come be in this movie for a little bit. So all of a sudden, instead of your your sole purpose being, I am training to be the best out there, you're like, oh, I'm really good. At, no one can beat me. I got this. I can go do this commercial. I can go do this. That, and and so it's not necessarily that they're like, oh, I don't, I'm not worried about this guy. It's just that they start getting pulled in other directions where someone on, on the come up is so goal-oriented on their one goal. Yeah. I think that's good for it, though. I think it's good to have – like, you know, you get you make new stars. Basically, you're constantly always making new stars and they eventually win the championship and they get to be plastered all over everywhere. Whereas like and then you get a new champion and just keeps rotating up and up. And that's not the worst thing in the world because it keeps it fresh. I Again, comparing it to WWE, where Roman has been champion for nine hundred and forty five days. So dumb. that gets boring after a while, yeah, obviously, you know, and I get it that wrestling's a different thing. But if you had a champion in UFC who lasted who lasts years and years, it's like. Eh, at some point, you're just like, oh, this person's going to win again. At least here. Until he falls. And then when he yeah, falls, right. it's, but it's the huge, biggest thing ever. Yes, yeah. I know. Yeah. You never know when that's going to be. At least now, where it's happening again and again and again, it keeps it constantly well, fresh, rotating, and exciting. Well, you have, like, you know, the John Jones thing who he really hasn't lost his belt at all. He just gets it stripped because he, he does once. dumb stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then you have Conor McGregor. He's, a, I think, a great person to look at is that he was so goring to winning the title, being the best. Mm-hmm. And then he lost he one. Did. And he now he's got. You know, I'm doing proper twelve. I'm doing this. I mean, I'm and you just lose that. Not to mention in this in the fight game, especially. um, There's something about once you get caught, your chin's never the same. So a lot of these guys are that good. They get caught once, 
and they're you know they just they lose it. Is that true though? Absolutely. Uh, and that's just another. It sounds like another excuse. <clears throat> yeah. Once your brain get rattled once, it can get rattled more easily the next time. Oh, well, okay, we're going concussion. I was, yeah, sure, fine. There's medical things that prove that. I get that, but I don't know. Like I said, most UFC loss losses always sound like excuses. Sometimes it's just you lost and just just accept it. Instead, it's oh he got caught. Oh this happened. This was lucky. This was lucky. Everything's always lucky here. Not the fact that people train their asses off to win this. No, one, yeah. Speaking of training their asses off, Raul Rosas. Uh, is fighting this this weekend, and he what's up with that dude's ears? Signed. We're looking at him. He man. signed uh, with the UFC at age seventeen. Oh shit! And is just oh, he's only he's eighteen. Yeah, he's yeah. an animal. Oh my he's god, an animal. He looks yeah. like he was built on a seven and zero. Yeah, oh, he's he's an absolute gangster. He was on the contender series. Yeah, correct? he was. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna be an absolute monster in the next couple of years. Yeah, yeah, I mean he already is right now. Yeah. He's at eighteen. He beat up. Everybody over the age of eighteen. Yeah. Here's a question for you guys: How many fights does it take in the UFC before you think like you're ready to fight for a championship? Oh, that's a good question. Because like you're saying, he's seven and zero. Oh, so like, how much more seasoning is he gonna need? I need. I. I. To me, I don't think it's as for Rosas. Just for Rosas of purposes only. I'm using this. I think it's age. I think he needs to get a little bit older and put some more meat on his bones. Um, get a get a little bit more experience under his belt, but I think he could be possibly ready right now. Yeah, I I don't think he's quite ready. I think it depends because you have guys that come from other promotions that you might get a guy that comes in um, that fought somewhere else. It only needs a couple fights before they're there. Uh, people coming up though, they're usually uh, it's kind of just like the boxing mindset where they try to like, okay, this is a hot prospect. Let's put him against someone who's a top twenty guy, and let's go top ten guy, and you kind of slowly build them up to. Getting there because most of these guys that are super hyped, they look they people they're so at their own level they destroy. And mm-hmm. then once you get oh let's push them up to a guy who's a top ten, and then they go get knocked out, and then they're never the same. So a lot of times they want to they want to coddle these guys a little bit and say hey let's let's give give them somebody who we think he can beat and work his way up because they want they want to build hype they want to build these guys up because they want to sell pay per views at the end of the day and they want them to be headlining them. I guess, but if you just if you just say that, but you also said. Once these guys get got, they're never the same again. Wouldn't you be risking him to get got? So, like, all of a sudden, he's going to get take one on the chin, and now all of a sudden, this hot prospect's gone before he even started because he went too slow. That's the battle. Yeah, That's but battle. most guys, you don't get got when you're 22 and you never recover. It's when you're 33. You know, we, we've seen it with our, you know, just watch yourself. How long does it take you to recover now compared to when you were 23? So these young kids, they still they still recover. Couldn't but, imagine but there's guys time at 23. There's guys that you that you they talk about having, wow, he has a great chin. And it's like one thing, you know, and the it, the the Rocky Balboa thing where he's got a great chin and he <laughs> just he just can take it, take it, take it. He never gets knocked out and he, he finds ways to win. These guys is, will eventually take one on the chin that knocks him out, and then it's like, oh, that chin that was a, a strength of theirs is no longer there. Right. I mean, Donald Cerrone is one of my favorite fighters. That guy didn't get knocked out forever and then got knocked out like two of his last three or four fights. Mm. I love it. But either way, um, yeah, that's pretty much it for sports stuff, right? I don't think we touched on, I think we touched on a little bit of everything. We Mm -hmm. won't talk about football for the first time ever because, well, we're going to talk about it a lot pretty soon as we're getting closer to draft time. Um, Tom, I'll give you the last second here before we we get into our final thoughts stuff. Last week we, uh, we, we did all our baseball prediction stuff. You wouldn't know because you didn't listen, but uh, if you have any of your baseball thoughts that you wanted to get out there, I mean, now is really kind of your time. So my my long shot uh, is is the White Sox 
I like the White Sox because <laughs> the they, favored White Sox. They're, oh, they're definitely not favored. They were definitely favored. Before. They're plus four thousand to win the World Series. Something stupid. Oh, long shot for that. I thought you meant for like division. No, and stuff to win like the World that. Series because uh, last year they had a lot of injuries, and hopefully this year they can stay healthy. They got some really good top end pitchers with Cease, Giolito, and Lynn. Uh, you know, you got you got Lou Bob, you got Jimenez, uh, Grandal, Moncada. Like that's a really good deep team. I think if they stay healthy this year. They could be kind of a surprise uh, contender for the World Series. Um, if I'm making who I think's going to win, I'm going to go uh, Padres over the Astros. Okay, and does that have and does that have anything to do with the fact that you're an Astros fan? No, I think that I think the Astros are going to take a step back. I just think the American League um, in general is a, there's a lot more parity, but I still think that they are the cream of the crop. Though obviously not having Verlander. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a big test come postseason time. Cool. Sounds good for me. All right. Well, we're at five, well, whatever. <laughs> here we are at final thoughts because um, we got to get out of here because you have to go do your taxes. Um, I, I know it should have been done a week Waiting until last minute. Yeah. Well, how, waiting the last day. Maybe you yeah. should have spent all this time on the West Coast. Maybe you should have flown home, flown home and did your taxes. Probably. You know? But anyway. Uh, Patrick, as always, yeah. you have the go floor. New York, go New York, go, He's go so New fun. York, go New York, go. The Knicks clinch the playoffs for the first time in a minute. It's going to be great having them back. Uh, having the Knicks in the playoffs for the NBA is always great. Hey, it's going to be a great round one. Always great round one. I'm happy about it. Um, yeah, I'm, great weekend. You can buy tickets and go. I might. I'm actually going to start looking at them. I knew it. I had a feeling you might be doing that. My, I got my sister out there. She actually sometimes shout out to my sister Maddie. Uh, sometimes gets Little tickets Maddie. to uh, the next games. And your sister name? is your sister Maddie Mancuso? Yeah, Maddie Mancuso. That's amazing. Go on. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, so maybe I'll go to a next game with my sister uh, during the playoffs. I'm super excited for it. Maddie, do not pick a some Tuesday tickets. game. Do not pick a game on Tuesday. I that, might that'd be such to. a Tom thing to do. <laughs> I'm going to now. I'd be so I sorry. hope the first game is on Tuesday. It's fine. We'll get a uh, bald Sam in here for it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> He'll Cancer you. Sam? No, we're not calling him that. He just lost a bet. Tom, what are your final thoughts? So I, I didn't really have one until about five minutes before walking in here. And, <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Um, so it was, came to my attention that there's numerous people in our office that would refuse to touch the Stanley Cup because they haven't earned it. Now I understand if you are an NHL player and you want to say, you know what, I'm gonna earn the Stanley Cup to win it. Uh, as random Joe, Bob, or Mike, who is sitting back in the, the office, or a Tyler, um, a keynote Tyler, who says they are too good to touch the Stanley Cup because they didn't earn it, so it's not worth it to me. Um, I also said, what happens if a friend of yours' son won the Stanley Cup and invited you over to have a drink out of the Stanley Cup, and they said, no, I didn't earn it. Guess what? I'm touched the Stanley Cup. Anytime anyone I know ever has a Stanley Cup, wants me to drink out of it, call me. I'll be there. Right. And that, again, says a lot more about you than it does everybody else. So I don't want to hear it. Uh, my final thought is, is people might be noticing if they're watching the YouTube. I'm wearing my fresh Sabres jersey, kind of to touch off of hockey. Um, I know. You didn't get the memo wearing hockey jerseys today. I guess not. I don't know. Thanks for sex. I didn't know either. Uh, but today the Sabres are playing the Panthers in basically a, a do or die game. If they lose, it's kind of a wrap. Um, right now, the Saber is. Do they have the worst, longest missing the playoff streak in, in all, uh, professional all sports. sports now? All sports. It's what been a bummer. And now it's the Sabers. It's the Sabers. It's super awesome. They haven't made the playoffs since I used to work for them. I don't know if that, that has anything to do with it. Right. Right. That says something. But yeah, today is a great game. Uh, 
by the time our listeners check into this, uh, that game will already be decided. So I'll either be really excited or just really sad because the season will be more than likely over. But it's just like I said, great that it's April 4th and we have awesome games that we can care about. And like people are making plans to go out and watch the game and all this other stuff, just the way it used to be. And I'm just pretty excited about it. So. Where are you going to be watching the game? I don't know, because nobody told me. I have my own hockey game, so I'll be meeting them out later, wherever they decide to go. Uh, I've been too busy recording a podcast to really tell, <laughs> to hear where people have decided that they're going to meet up later. So, pretty excited for that. Um, go Sabres. I don't really have anything else. You guys got anything else? Nope, because that's what Final Thoughts are all about. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, again, if you have anything to respond to us, <laughs> respond to us at podcast at hitparadecollection.com. Uh, we've got some, some fun feedback. Uh, we'll touch, we'll touch on that in the next episode though. Cause I don't have it with me, but, uh, thanks Tim. So <laughs> we'll talk to you guys later and, uh, that's it. Peace out. Bye.